want to talk about our opponent. They're bigger, faster, stronger, more experienced. And on paper, they're just better. And they know it, too. But I want to tell you something that they don't know. They don't know your heart. This is Patchwork Heart Ministries' Young Catholics Respond, brought to you by Breadbox Media. Now, here's your host, Bill Snyder. Thanks, Adam, and welcome to the program, everybody. I am Bill Snyder. This is Young Catholics Respond, and thank you so very much for tuning in and listening to us. Yes, uh, after the four weeks off that we took, uh, Young Catholics Respond is back, and uh, the reason why we took those four weeks off was because um, I welcomed my first child, a son, into the world with my wife, and my my son is now here. He's doing wonderfully. Uh, so I thank you for your patience and allowing us to take some time off uh, to be a family and to uh, get together. But uh, Young Catholics Respond is back, folks, and um, I thank you so very much for tuning in and listening as always. Uh, I want to remind you that uh, our show typically is available online on Thursdays, and so you can go to Patchwork Heart Radio. Uh, dot, I'm sorry, patchworkheart.org, and you'll be able to search the radio tab, and you will be able to uh, get our show on demand there or anywhere podcasts are found. So uh, if this is the first time you're listening, know that we, I think we have like over 160-some episodes of Young Catholics Respond now. So uh, take, take a listen to some of the previous ones. But I don't want to spend too, too much time talking about um, ourselves because I have a wonderful friend on the, uh, on the other end of the line with me. Uh, she is my Sewing Hope co-host. Uh, she's Catholic author, speaker, mom, uh, and just has a wonderful, wonderful faith journey. We've had her on the program before. Anne DeSantis, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great, Bill. Thanks so much for having me on Young Catholics Respond. Of course, of course. And, uh, you know, you have a brand new book out, which is one of the things that I want to talk to you about today. It's called Love and Care for the Marginalized. And uh, it's put out by Karis uh, Publishing. And so I am real excited to talk with you about this book because I know this topic is so very close to your heart. Uh, it has been for a long time, uh, knowing that you're also the... Uh, the, the uh, the, what, what's your title at the St. Raymond Director, director, director there of the it is. Raymond <laughs> Foundation. <laughs> which, yeah, there we go. Uh, the director of the St. Raymond Nanas Foundation, which really does take care of marginalized, and, and that is the mission of, you know, uh, the St. Raymond Nanas Foundation with uh, taking care of divorce as well, people who are suffering uh, from divorce and adult children of divorce. So um, maybe if you just talk a little bit about how this book came to be, um, and, and how, you know, and really what it is. Well, Bill, thank you. I want to thank you also that you brought up the foundation and I want to make a shout out to people listening that it's, the website is org, and our tagline is pastoral accompaniment for families in crisis. So please do get in touch. You can learn more about what I do, uh, helping families who are going through rough times. And we had a lot of that last year. On that note, uh, after we went through the pandemic of 2020 and even up and through this year, I started to think about that word marginalized. Who are the marginalized? And came up with the idea to write a book. It's basically 40 meditations on making outreach to those people who we all know 
who basically they don't have the love and support that they deserve. And everyone deserves to be loved and supported. But this book is making outreach to them. And it's 40 meditations. So every day you get a quote, a reflection, an action, and a prayer. And they come from different places, popes, saints, religious leaders, movie quotes, and others on how God speaks to each of us on the importance of outreach to those who've been hurt, rejected, and marginalized. I just read that from the back of the book. But that's pretty much what the book is about and how I got inspired. Yeah, you know, that's that, that's really awesome. And I'm glad that you um, took the time. I think it's a big hole in the in the literature out there in, in our Catholic Church to really focus in on this topic, right? To focus in on love and care for people on the fringes of our society. I don't think we hear that often enough. Um, in Catholic media, on you know, in Catholic writing, I don't think we hear that enough. So, so it's great to see that you have uh, stepped in and, and and kind of filled that gap where we really need it uh, in in the church. And um, I, I would love it if you would uh, share with us, uh, you know, a little bit about uh, you know, you mentioned the structure of the book, but are there are there certain topics and things in the book that you really really enjoy? Um, you know, and and you want to really get across to listeners, and especially for young Catholics out there, are there are there things that they can do in a particular way to help um, bring about the kingdom of God to those who may feel on the fringes of society? Well, thanks for asking. I would say absolutely yes. I also think the book is a great gift. It's a great gift not only for people who are devoted to their faith. but if you have friends that are not really practicing the Catholic faith, I purposely, not only chose Catholic quotes, I decided to throw in some from religious leaders and non-Catholic people, and even a couple movie quotes and my own quotes too, because I wanted to do it as a way to make outreach so that it didn't come across as just this hardcore catechetical book. I wanted it to be something that was very human, uh, that, that really talked a lot about how we can all make a difference for people in our daily lives. And I also made uh, I made a note to really talk about what does it mean to be marginalized? Because, you know, we've, we've been on both sides of those fences, most, most of us, haven't we? We've felt marginalized at some point in our lives, and then we've watched people be marginalized. And I, I talk a lot about the fact that those people are everywhere in our lives. They're people inside our homes. They are people that we go to school with. They are people that we see at church. They are people that we see on those Zoom calls sometimes, the quiet ones don't say too much. They are extended family members that maybe people gossip about or don't really include very much in, in the family. So I really wanted to make it a point to talk about that so that people understand that, yes, we're talking about the homeless. We're talking about the rejected. We're talking about protection of the unborn. But we're also talking about people that we know and see every day. Mm. So that's really what the book is about. Yeah. No, and you know what? That's such an important point that uh, the marginalized are not, you know, so far away from us. They're, they're, we, can, we, can see, we can see them in our very own lives. We don't just see them standing on a street corner, you know, with a sign that says, you know, I'm homeless. Uh, it's... It's also those people who are in our workplaces, who are in our lives, who are in our families. Uh, you know, it, it can be immediate families, not just extended families. There, there is real um, 
importance to reaching into that. And the other thing that I like that you mentioned in there about is the fact that, uh, you know, you, you took a diversified approach with, with this, you know, taking uh, quotes from, you know, different religious leaders and secular leaders and movie quotes and things like that, because, uh, you know, in order to reach out, we're not going to be reaching out to that same circle, right? And like, it, like it's like the, the circle that, you know, you and I talk about a little bit about on Sewing Hope quite often is, is that, you know, okay, this little bubble of Christians that, you know, we, we you know we go to coffee with after mass, right? Like, like in order to break that, we have to go out into the world to talk to people that we might disagree with, <laughs> we might not like. Yes. Um, and so maybe just touch a little bit on that and, and, and how, especially young Catholics, you know, because I think we tend to be tribal, um, you know, you, you know, younger people are very into, especially even younger than, you know, than myself, they, they're into, um, you know, their team, their, you know, their group, their posse, right? Like, and how do we break out of that, you know, posse into the, the world to really effectively minister? Well, I think the first thing that we need to do, if you're if you're a younger person, and you're listening to this, is we need to remember the outcome of what happens when we don't care about the people that are left out and marginalized. The suicide rates went up a lot this past year. There's a lot of people who have all kinds of psychological, uh, mental, spiritual issues and problems. Okay. When we don't make that outreach, now I'm not saying that the problems are going to go away because they'll stay, right? I mean, we're on earth, there's, there's still going to be sin, but we're going to see more of that. We're going to see more of those negative things happening. We're going to hear about more people who are depressed and anxious and suicidal, right? So you can make a difference when you decide, you know what? I don't care if I'm popular. I don't care if all I have a big group of 15 friends that we all hang out together. I don't care if I'm included to go to that party or not. I care more about that one person that's home tonight. I care more about that person who doesn't have the love and support they deserve. And like I said, I keep, I'm going to keep saying that because that's what the, who the marginalized are. Everyone deserves to have love and support. And some people don't. Let's face it. We can pray all we want and we can tell people we'll pray for them. But somebody needs to act. Okay. That's what it comes down to. Somebody needs to act. So if I had to say what this book is about, that's what it really is about. Yeah. And, and moving people into action. And, you know, as you mentioned in the structure of the book that you have an action statement for every day, right? So, so there, you know, is a suggested thing for you to do every day. And I think that that is very powerful, especially for young people to take a look at and say, listen, I, as a you know, child of God, I'm going to put, do my best to look at this and do this and implement this in my life. You know, as, as you said, we can sit there and we can pray for people who are sitting home alone on a Saturday night, uh, who are, who are feeling marginalized and not, and not, you know, with it or not part of something, uh, part of the, part of the church, part of, part of, you know, God's life, you know, depressed, lonely, angry, all of those things. But if somebody doesn't reach out, if somebody doesn't go out and say, I am going to make a difference, then that person stays where they are. And uh, as church, as the Catholic Church in particular, uh, I think we have to do a much better job at doing exactly what you're suggesting that we do, which is reach out, reach into the hearts of those people who are feeling that way. And, you know, the other thing, too, and I think we can talk about this on the other side of the break, Ann, is that... Uh, people um, don't always show us 
or tell us that they're marginalized, right? Like, like it, they don't walk around. I mean, some people do. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, the homeless gentleman on the side of the road with a sign that says, you know, I'm homeless and hungry and I'm willing to work and all of those things. Yes, you know, there's some people that it's more visible, but there's a, th- there are so much invisibility when it comes to marginalization. You know, there's people who are suffering me- mental health th- disorders and all different kinds of, th- kinds of things that are never revealed out in you know, public because it's just, you know, not, not something that they want to do. And so how do we reach into that? How do we, you know, touch those people? Uh, I, I do have to take a short break and I'll leave that as the cliffhanger. So you can stay tuned uh, to Young Catholics Respond through this very short break. But when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Anne DeSantis uh, and her latest book, which is Love and Care for the Marginalized. It's available through Karis Publishing. And uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these messages here on Young Catholics Respond. Over 2,000 years ago, two disillusioned disciples walked along a dusty road to Emmaus. They had just witnessed Jesus, their friend and leader, whom they hoped to be the Messiah, suffer a gruesome death by crucifixion. Doubt Fear and uncertainty clouded their conversation as they journeyed home, questioning the future. Until something miraculous happened. The risen Jesus appeared and answered their questions. Today, many young Catholics step onto college campuses with numerous questions about their faith, yearning to know if the seed of faith given to them as a child is both true and practical. Using the miracle on the road to Emmaus as a model, young adult ministers conversed weekly for three months with college students about the most pressing questions they had about the Catholic faith. As they journeyed together virtually, something amazing happened. Doubts disappeared, fears faded, and Jesus revealed that he is still alive. Hearts burning within us the latest book from Patchwork Heart Ministry, scheduled to be released in the summer of 2021, is a result of that grace-infused conversation. To pre-order your copy and help spread the word about the book, visit patchworkheart.org. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network present Hear Your Faith, a brand new audio subscription service that features a growing collection of uplifting Catholic audio choruses, talks, and other exclusive content to help you grow deeper in your faith and knowledge of Catholicism. Subscribe today at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry. Patchwork Heart Ministry is committed to sowing hope into broken hearts by helping young people encounter the love of Jesus Christ and His Catholic Church through prayer, storytelling, and media initiatives. We invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this mission financially. Mail your tax-deductible donation to Patchwork Heart Ministry at P.O. Box 563 Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, zip code 53147 or visit patchworkheart.org to donate online. 
That's Patchwork Heart Ministry, P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, 53147, or online at patchworkheart.org. The St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith offers prayerful accompaniment for those who are affected by divorce and separation. We offer free online support meetings for those affected by divorce and for adult children of divorce. You can learn more about us at nonatus.org. That's N-O-N-N-A-T-U-S.org. Text or call 215-870-9913. Our Blessed Mother wants only the best for her children and has given us a special place where she promises to help all those who appeal to her motherly love and protection. Telling Saint Juan Diego that here I will alleviate the sufferings of all those who love me and seek my protection. That holy place is now the site of the beautiful Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in Mexico City. If you would like to learn more about how you can visit this special place of grace, please visit vivaguadalupe.org for more information. Our Lady may be calling you now. What's the S stand for? It's not an S. On my world, it means hope. Welcome back to Young Catholics Respond. Once again, Bill Snyder. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to this episode of Young Catholics Respond. I'm Bill Snyder, and I do want to encourage you to head over to our website, patchworkheart.org, to find out more about what we are doing. We've got some exciting things going on. on our website. We're going to be uh, doing a bunch of new ministry activities here uh, in the rest of 2021. I can't believe we're already in June of 2021 uh, and looking into 2022. We've got some exciting things coming up, but um, I don't want to spend, again, too much time talking about those because you can visit our website and find more about more information about it. It's simply patchworkheart.org, and uh, we're talking with our friend Anne DeSantis. Uh, not only is she my co-host for the Sewing Hope podcast, but she is also the director of the St. Raymond Donatus Foundation, Catholic speaker and author, uh, and she has a brand new book out called Love and Care for the Marginalized, and we were talking about the book in the first half of the program and really how it came to be, but also talking about um, you know how some of the hidden uh, marginalization, like, you know, uh, exists in our society, right? Like, we can see the person standing that's homeless on the side of the road uh, with a sign that says, I'm homeless, I'm willing to work for food. Like, we can see that. But uh, there's there's many, many types of people who feel marginalized, alone, that will never tell you that they are marginalized or alone. And so, Anne, I'm wondering if you have uh, any suggestions for... Uh, those those of us listening to this to how how do we how do we become empathetic to that how do we see that with the eyes of Christ to reach into those who are marginalized that maybe won't tell us outright that they're marginalized or that they're alone or that they're uh, feeling bad or depressed or you know sad or lonely thank you bill i would start out by saying that in our society when people think of what it means to be a leader, you think of that word alpha, and alpha is someone who's sort of that natural leader who likes to kind of come in and, you know, basically move things around and and uh, has the ability to get things done, knows how to be a leader, and also usually has somewhat of a stronger personality, okay? But if you want to be successful in in what we're talking about here, I'm going to be really blunt with this. 
basically you can't be an alpha anymore. You have to be a servant. You have to not saying that you can't be an alpha and a servant. Um, you can, but you need to open up your ears. You need to be more of a listener than a talker. You need to be less bossy about things. You, you need to be less, um, it's my way or the highway. And you need to be the type of person who includes others, okay? So it's not about you gathering your little little clan of friends, either at church or school or, you know, in your house or even in your extended family. A lot of times there's this, like a leader of the pack. And I hate to say it, but a lot of times those people who call themselves leaders, not, all, not always are they godly leaders, right? Sometimes they're kind of like drawing people into a bad direction. And, and that, that sometimes what happens when you, when you have that type of a leader, a type of person who's kind of overseeing everybody, right, is that they always leave somebody out. Have you ever been in a meeting where everybody's talking, but there's that one person that's not so hardly saying anything? They want to. They want to say something. They want to share. But the, the leaders in that group won't allow them. And that happens all the time. I mean, it happens in work. It happens at church. It happens in your, in your own house. It happens at parties. It happens uh, in neighborhoods, you know. I'm just saying, when you have a godly leader, godly leaders know how to listen. They're not bossy. And they're not trying to gather their own little troops to do what they want them, the other people to do. So if you don't want to be a marginalizer, okay, if you don't want to be a person who's marginalizing other people, then you need to learn to be a better listener. You need to learn active listening and you need to stop making it about you and what you want. Mm. So if I had to say, that's really what it comes down to. Have you ever been on a Zoom call? I'm just giving an example <laughs> where there's 10 people on the call and there's usually one person, one or two people that basically they take over. I mean, I know I've been on those calls, you know, but that, that quieter person does have an opinion but sometimes they don't want to say anything because they're not the alpha, if that makes any sense. And I'm not saying there's anything completely wrong with being an alpha, but if you really want to be a person who knows how to avoid marginalizing other people, then you need to learn to be more empathetic, better listener. And it's not all about you and what you think is right. And that's really what my book is about too, Bill. Yeah. We're not always right about everything as Catholics or as Christians. Yeah. And if we don't follow, quite frankly, if we don't follow this commandment to care about others, you know, and I have it open right here. My book is based on Matthew 25. And it, it, in Matthew 25, verse 33, he says, he will place the sheep on his right and the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on the right, come. You are blessed by my father inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me naked and you clothed me ill and you cared for me in prison and you visited me. Now it goes on and I just invite you to read it. But if you really want to be a person who doesn't marginalize other people, then consider being a little more a little more quiet, a little more better of a listener and a little more caring. Don't care about being popular. I talk about that a lot in the book. Mm. Care about caring about people who don't have the love and support they deserve. That's what it really means to be Catholic. Yeah. I mean, it's living the sacramental life, 
loving God first, loving your neighbor, yeah. caring about the sacraments of the church, but befriending the friendless. It's not about you gathering your troops, okay? It's about loving people and giving them the love they deserve. So thank you for this opportunity, Bill. Oh, absolutely, and and uh, it, it really is an awesome book, folks. I have a copy, and it's just a great um it's a great book. I encourage you to get this book because, as Ann said, this is going to open you up to, and it's going to give you those actions, those reflections, those quotes to open you up to listening and active listening and seeing with the eyes of God. You know, that I, I think that that, you know, you just mentioned Matthew 25, Ann, and, you know, that that's really seeing with the eyes of God because. What are the what are the faithful uh, sheep say? <laughs> they they say, when did we see you this way? When did we look and when did we see you? And it's like, well, you know what, you didn't, but I, but I saw it that way, right? I this is the way I saw it. When you helped your neighbor, you helped me. And because when they look with human eyes, they don't see that. But but this book will help you have the eyes of God to be able to see that when you are out there helping your neighbor, when you're out there helping those who are marginalized, those who are struggling in life, you are really um, building the body of Christ. You're you are helping Christ. Uh, you're alleviating the sufferings of the body of Christ. And so that's why this uh, book is so important for young Catholics um, and as Ann said, it includes all of those other things. It includes being pro-life. It, inclu- it includes um, all of the all of the doctrines and, and dogmas and, and, and teachings of our faith that make us fully Catholic. But this book also expands that vision to allow us to see with the eyes of God. And so I really do encourage you to get it. I know Ann, uh, as we are kind of winding down this podcast. I want you to just talk with us a little bit where people can get this uh, book and um, you know how they can get in touch with you as well should they want to uh, learn more about you and your ministry. Oh, Bill, thank you. Well, I can't do any of that without thanking you because uh, <laughs> Bill was the one that introduced me to the publisher. And Bill and I also authored another book, which I want to mention before I talk about me and, and this book. It's, it's called um, Hearts Burning Within Us, and it's a book specifically for Catholic college students and people in that age bracket with questions of faith, you know, the, the questions that we all have about our faith. And the book's going to be coming out sometime this year in 2021, pretty soon, probably this summer. Uh, so keep an eye on the same website that my book is on. It's uh, charispublishing.com. It's C-H-A-R-I-S Publishing. I'm sure Bill will put it in the notes. Uh, .com. You'll see my book there, Love and Care for the Marginalized. And then you'll also see the other book that's going to be coming out with myself, Bill, Maggie Riggins, and Jen Southerton, uh, a book a book for college age. Now, I just want to mention also, wanted to, me to talk about my ministry. I do have my own website too. It's called andesantis.com. Uh, and what I do, I mean, I'm a, a wife, a mother. I have two daughters in their 20s. And uh, I was a homeschooling mother for years. And in addition, being the director of the foundation, I am an author. And I also do a little bit of 55 plus modeling and acting. It's an honor to be on Young Catholics Respond because I'm 
basically not a young Catholic, but <laughs> I do appreciate being here. Oh no, it's wonderful, <laughs> and and uh, and this is not uh, just for those those uh, young. And I I I I'm getting older and older by the minute. I'm uh, I I think I actually fall outside of. Uh, I'm close to falling outside of the young part of our church anyway, um, but. Uh, it, it still is great to inspire those who are young um, and, and have the passion. So I appreciate it uh, because you certainly have passion and uh, real energy for helping those marginalized. So I thank you so much for coming on the program today and, and chatting with us. And uh, know that uh, you can go over to Anne's website, which is very simply AnneDeSantis.com. Uh, we'll put the links in the show notes for you all uh, so that you can uh, check it out. And, uh, and know that uh, Young Catholics Respond will continue. Uh, and and uh, we thank you so much for, uh, you know, listening uh, and, and your listenership over the years. And, and thank you so much for today. It's been a, a, just a wonderful pleasure to have you on uh, and look forward to having you back on Young Catholics Respond. And folks, don't forget to listen to our other show called Sowing Hope. It's also available on YouTube uh, and uh, anywhere you can find podcasts. So uh, check out Sewing Hope as well. It's always awesome every Tuesday and Thursday to be live with Anne on, um, on, on the radio. So thank you so much, Anne, for today and for joining me here on Young Catholics Respond. God bless. Thanks, Bill. And everyone, see you soon. Yes. All right. Well, folks, uh, until next time, from all of us here at Patchwork Heart Ministry, I'm Bill Snyder. Keep beating to your Catholic heart and sowing hope into broken hearts. You've been listening to Young Catholics Respond a radio initiative of Patchwork Heart Ministry. To learn more about our ministry and program, visit us at patchworkheart.org. Or to get exclusive access and early ministry updates, become our patron on Patreon by searching for Patchwork Heart Ministry.